I have a good friend last week who texted me that he read Philippians chapter one. And beforehand, he just kind of felt like maybe he had a bad attitude, was struggling with some things. After reading Philippians one, he realized, I think I'm in the wrong and I need to do some repenting. Scripture is very powerful. Oh, I've had, man, the, I've had those that's, moments many, many yeah. times. I know you have as well, Dad. That's a great story, and, though. I mean, and yeah, that's happened to me many times. Yeah. I just got into God's Word, and I was like, man, how stupid. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to happen to any of us today mm. as we look at Philippians chapter 1. Yeah, hopefully. That's God's our prayer. conviction, because we all need that. We need that's that right. kick in the pants periodically. That's right. All right, you're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And uh, I'll get started in verse 1. So Philippians 1 and verse 1. Man, this is such a great book. I absolutely love this book. Something to remember is that Paul was in a pretty tough place when he wrote this. He was in prison, and yet the book is filled with the theme of joy. It's not just what the book is all about, but he just throughout the book talks about how we're to rejoice, not that, that we have control over our own happiness. We do, yeah. and too many people don't believe that, but we do have control over this. And so you, you hear him talking about being grateful, being thankful, and rejoicing, yeah. and those things lead to joy in the heart. And surrender. 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 Yeah. So anyway, verse 1, I am writing, uh, this letter is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. I am writing to all of God's people in Philippi who belong to Christ Jesus, including the church leaders and deacons. May God our Father, and that's actually where it says church leaders, that's the word for elders, and deacons is uh, the word deacon, which means servants. May God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. And again, I, I love that. How much time do we spend thinking through, praying for the people in our world, the people that we should be spending more time appreciating and actually just thanking God for them? For you are my partners in spreading the good news that is the gospel about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I'm certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I have this confidence that the God who planted within you the seed of salvation that gave you the ability to believe that he's the one that's going to keep you saved. It's not up to you. He's going to be the one that's going to keep you saved. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and in confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I love Paul's, I love his confidence here as he writes because he's he's just speaking a bunch of life into these mm-hmm. people. And sometimes it's a bad thing, but sometimes we get to this point where we almost feel uncomfortable speaking life into other people. Yeah. We're thinking this last week, and I feel like I do speak life into people, but I was having lunch with somebody who just wanted to get together and had lunch with them. And and toward the end of lunch, it just felt like God was saying, you should speak life. It was a, it was a young young guy. I, said, I just feel like you should speak some life into him. And at first I kind of felt uncomfortable. I was like, I shouldn't feel that. That should just be very natural for believers. And you see Paul doing that right here. Mm-hmm. That's something you do. That's something you plan on doing today. You feel convicted by God to speak life into people. Yeah, and it, it should be something that, it's all about habits. So if, if we've created the habit of not being that and being more critical or negative than we are positive, or the way we try to tell people that we care about them is we just tease them or right. kid around with them, and we think sarcasm is, is a love language, it, it's all about habits. Yeah. When you create the habit of being positive and uplifting to other people, it becomes easier. 
So where did I end at? <laughs> um, you ended at uh, verse nine. You started verse, verse nine. nine. All right. So I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. That's, that's the fruit. If you're saved, then this is going to produce some righteous character for this will bring much glory and praise to God. That's how God's going to be honored. And that's the end goal yeah. is that he's lifted up and honored. And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. Think about what he's saying there, Junior. He's he's saying that he's in prison right now. The fact that I was taken as a prisoner, and I've been mistreated time and again, and now I'm here in prison, and this is all good because it's benefited the gospel. And and we see that historically. Uh, you know, the book Rodney, Dad, you gave me that book, mm-hmm. Rodney Stark, The Rise of Christianity. Yeah. It was a, he's an unbeliever, but he mm-hmm. ri- writes about the rise of Christianity. Um, talks about how Christianity spread throughout Roman Roman soldiers it going started, from place yeah, to place. In Rome, in Rome, it started with the soldier guard that was responsible for the prison network. Yeah. And so this is where Paul was. So we see in history that the gospel being spread in the city of Rome, it started with soldiers yeah. who were prison guards. And what do those soldiers do? They go tell other soldiers yeah. to then go on assignment to tell other soldiers. All of a sudden you have the gospel spreading because Paul is in prison. Yeah, it's so cool. All right. Man, I keep losing my place. Where am I at now? Um, we're at verse 15 now. This, okay, you want to take over? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Just don't lose your place, okay? <laughs> it's true that some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry. What does that mean, Dad, to preach out of jealousy and rivalry? We I, see that today? Yeah, actually, I think uh, I think verse 13 is where you want to start. Oh, is it? So, yeah. Okay. I, All right, yeah, we'll get to verse 15 in a second. You lost my place, too. All right, my, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I'm in chains because of Christ. And I because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. So, so he's saying yeah. because he was in prison, other yeah. people got were emboldened to also yeah. speak. Yep. It's true that some are, pre- are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry. So I'll throw that question to you again, Dad. Yeah, I think in what Paul is acknowledging that there's jealousy, which is sad in the human condition that even among genuine Christians, we have we fight a, fight against those old habits of the sin nature, and we wind up falling into the same trappings of our old life. And so even though these people were believers, some of them were jealous of Paul's influence. That happens today in Christianity as yeah. well. Yeah. And so when Paul was in prison, they saw this as an opportunity for them to rise to more prominence, and that caused them to become more outspoken yeah. in preaching the gospel. And so yeah. we said, well, I don't care. That's a good yeah. thing yeah. because the gospel's being preached. That's what matters to me. Yeah. I tell younger guys who are starting to preach, uh, you know, we talk about this and mm-hmm. also just the humility when you preach, yeah. but I also tell them people are going to, you're going to struggle often to make friends within a five-year radius of your age mm-hmm. because it's hard for people about your age to sit under your teaching. That's very true. And yeah. and I, I think you see that a little bit. Paul's alluding to right. that here. But others preach about Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me, for they know I have been appointed to defend the good news. Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely intending to make my chains more painful to me. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> that that doesn't matter. Yeah, not thinking about that. Yep. Whether their motives are false or genuine, the message of Christ is being preached either way. So I rejoice and I will continue to rejoice. For I know that as you pray for me in the spirit of Jesus, Christ helps me 
This will lead to my deliverance. Mm. Verse 20, for I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will honor, will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or die. For to me, living means living for Christ and dying is even better. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between the two Mm. desires. I long to go be with Christ, which is far better for me. But for your sakes, it's better that I continue to live. Knowing this, I am convinced that I will remain alive so I can continue to help all who grow and experience the joy of your faith. And when I come to you again, you'll have even more reason to take pride in, G- in Christ Jesus because of what he is doing through me. And a great statement, what he's saying here. I, yeah. I, I'm struggling. Do I want to go to heaven and enjoy being in heaven or do I want to stay here longer and be in this pain, but be able to accomplish more for the gospel? <laughs> yeah. And for him, it's just all about Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the more you, the more you're in the faith, the more you do feel that. Mm, yeah. There are times where I'm sure you feel the same way that dad, but like there are times I'm like, I wouldn't mind honestly just going to being with Jesus. And I've told mm-hmm. that to people who aren't believers and they think I'm like almost morbid. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I'm really okay with that. Honestly, what's keeping me here is the work that God's called me to and, and my family. Yeah, I don't want to, exactly. you know, I want to walk my girls down the aisle one day, but other than that, I just want to be with Jesus. Right. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then, whether I come to see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. I love that. I'll just repeat that again. Because Can Paul say this about you and your relationships within the body of Christ? Yeah, standing together with one spirit, one person, fighting together for the good news. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, that you are going to be saved even by God himself. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. We are in this. Oh, by the way, dad, I, this is so cool. Um, I don't think I told you this. So I hung out with uh, Billy. Yeah. And we went to Africa with him. Yeah, Billy's a friend who yeah. runs a, a ministry that he created actually called Africans Reaching Africa. Yeah. He went to a country, and I got to be a little bit careful what I say because I don't put him in danger, but he, a country that's very, very dangerous. And I asked him, how'd you get in? He's like, I had to create a fake identity. And just like wow. insane how, what he did. And um, then he's asking me to go to a, a country where there's a civil war going on. And I said, man, Billy, I don't know if I, if I can do that. You know, I, <laughs> that's, that's tough. It's pretty dangerous. And uh, Billy had said, you know, man, we have just a sliver of time in this life where we can suffer. Mm. Why don't we just taste it right now? Wow. I was like, man, <laughs> I love that. But also that's, yeah, that's, that's what Paul, Paul. is Paul. saying yeah. right here. We are in this struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past and you know that I'm still in the midst of it. Now, by the way, suffering suffering doesn't just look like going to a third world country or a developing country that's unsafe. Sometimes suffering is just showing up for your for serving, showing yeah. up week in and week out and doing something where you're looking at like, I feel like I'm not making much of an impact, but it's showing up to where God has called you to. Yeah. All right, we're going to get over to Psalms, and our psalm today is Psalm 34. So I trust you read the whole thing on your own. It's uh, some great stuff in here. But verse 8 is a well-known verse, and I, I, I love this. He, he just shouts out, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who trust in him. Just check him out and find out that he is good. And he, if you trust him, he provides joy in your life. Yeah, that's right. Even in the suffering. Yeah. 
So read the rest of the song of that Psalm 34 and uh, what international, yeah. what national, I keep saying international day. I think it's just national Maybe. day. Right? I don't know. This is so. a day. It's, I, I feel like it could, the day could have your picture on it. Oh, great. It's national classy day. <laughs> where yeah, you my just, picture. <laughs> you just, you know, exercise your muscle of graceful sophistication, <laughs> which is you effortlessly exuding refined choices. Oh boy. Scott Ziegler right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see all the smiles on our listeners' yeah, faces right. there because they know exactly the opposite. Maybe break out the china from the china cabinet for dinner tonight. Yeah, I we, don't know. I don't we, have any of that. We do don't you? either. No, we we I did. Like our, I, we did when I had when you know, I was we, little. We were given china. It was a thing back in the day when your mom and I were married, yeah. and I think and we were given china. And I don't even know what happened to it. I feel like you can tell somebody's age by whether they have china or not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I bet Jack has china. <laughs> all right hey be classy today but even yeah. more than that even more than that live philippians chapter one be okay with suffering show up and uh, and i love what what paul says here be together in one spirit yes. one purpose fighting together for the faith which is the good news. fighting together not fighting each other that's right fighting together make it a good day see you tomorrow